and I started rewatching like old SNL bits. Wow. They Subliminal Man still holds up. Or yeah. Mr. Subliminal. Sub, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's Subliminal Man or Mr. Subliminal. Like, they hold up. Yeah, they, they totally do. do. They like do. 20, 20 odd years later. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of times when we're familiar with a sketch that we've seen when we were growing up or whatever, it, it, it holds on because it, it's dear to you and it's familiar to you. But if, it, if you had never seen it before. I hadn't. Oh, you hadn't? Like you were that class oh. of SNL just before right. I got into it. Right. Oh, that's a good question. Well, I don't know, but it's good to know that it holds up. <laughs> it does. They should bring you back on to do it again. Yeah. It'd be nice. And depth perception. Those are the great kind of sketches to come up with that don't look dated. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, but I mean, even watch some of the original uh, sketches from the uh, from the show, like with Belushi and stuff, and they still hold up too. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just one of those types of shows where um, you know sketches don't seem to age; they're funny. How do you do that with with stand-up and not make jokes age? Well, you um, you know y- you don't talk about like a president, you know, because then somebody watching it, what Roosevelt? <laughs> yeah, How old really is this special? Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, you just try to stay engaged, and um, but everything. I think if you know if you're doing stand up and you're doing a lot of pop culture stuff, it'll be dated. Do you talk a lot about pop culture? I'm trying to think of Whelmed and how much. Um, not too much. Yeah. No. I feel like you've got more personal as the years have gone on. Yeah. Yeah. Is that just an age thing, and just or getting bored? Of it's being just more evolving and, and yeah. being bored with your old material and trying to come up with some new areas. You know, it's like being a blues musician. You just keep evolving, and you know you have to live life a little bit, and then you start you know creating uh, material from that. And your, your material should become um, more dimensional as you get older and you've been doing it for long enough. You know, when you first start out, you're emulating people. You know, when I started, everybody was emulating um, David Letterman or uh, Richard Pryor or Steve Martin. You know, and or you fall into those three when you started. Steve? More like Steve yeah. Martin, yeah. I like Steve Martin, Annie Kaufman, and Albert Brooks, those three guys. Albert Brooks? Yeah. Well, that must have been huge on Weeds then for you. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, I got to sit down and talk to him. Um, but, um, yeah, so that's, uh, and then, then you eventually you develop your own style and you find out who you really are and what you want to say. And what do you want to say now? What are, what are people going to hear tonight, or a few days ago when this airs? <laughs> well, they're going to hear basically, um, some things from Whelm, but not overly, and some newer things that I'm working on. And, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's always, um, it's, some of it's observational, some of it's kind of absurd, absurd stuff, um. Others is just spontaneous, you know, it's a little bit of audience participa- participation. How much comes from the Tuesdays at the Laugh Factory when you have all those, I've seen one of those years ago with, with the, you bring a bunch of comics on as well yeah. and, and kind of just kind of riff with them, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, some of it comes from that. I mean, that's a good night. That's new material night where I encourage like comics to come up and try new material. And then we sit down and we jam like this and try to come up with more material. And um, a lot of comics come up with stuff. They go, oh, I came up with a couple of new things. This is great. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, even I come up with stuff too, so it's good. Is it hard, like a musician with a set list, where you, where you need to put in new bits to get rid of old bits? Is it hard to, to throw them away sometimes? Uh, no, not really, because by the time you throw them away, they're, you've been doing them for a long time. But sometimes if you, need like a, if you have a good, strong ending, that's the hard thing to replace, is when you have a strong ending, is to replace that with something else, because so, you rely on it so much to get you off the stage. Do you mean like a set closer, like to yeah. end the show? So do, something do you, that's really, you know, a crowd pleaser. Right. What, what's I don't, I don't want to ask you what's closing the show now, but but how do well, you? I have know? a stripper that closes the show now, <laughs> and uh, she's quite good. She gets a big round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> um, you talk about living life and crafting the act. What have you been living recently? I mean, South Africa probably. Been traveling thing. a lot. Yeah, traveling a lot, and I'm a father now. You know, I have a young kid. Um, you know, just daily life, and you know, it's not so much. I was trying to segue into blended there, but yeah, keep going the other uh, way. 
It's, um, it's kind of how your point of view changes as you get older, too. You know, you um, look at things differently. That's why I, I came up with the title, Whelmed But Not Overly, because I'm not, like, anxious. I'm not, you know, I'm not having a panic attack, but I'm a little concerned. You know, I'm a little bit over, you know, whelmed, but not overly. I saw you on Bill Maher last week. That must be such a, an interesting point to be in because you know you're going to get hit with topics that are yeah. super heady, but yet you also kind of want to be funny. What, what was that like? How hard is that? Well, a couple of years ago, I woke up and I thought, I want to try some things that scare me, you know, take some mm. risks in life. And um, two of the things was the Howard Stern show and um, Real Time with Bill Maher. Because I'm not that political, really. Um, and then the Howard Stern thing, you know, I, you know, he was on for a long time, and I used to listen to him. And he was like an attack dog, you know. I, and I thought I'd never go on there. I wouldn't want to be put on the spot and ask, you know, about my sex life and, you know, to be in a position to put people down, you know, <laughs> badmouth people. And then I finally went on there, and I had a great time. He was, it was, but I think he had gotten. He's older now, and he's more laid back. You know, he's the king of all media now, so he's not really <laughs> fighting for anything. So we had a good time, and um, you know we became friends. Um, I do want to talk about Blenda just because it opened yesterday. Sure. Uh, talk about going to South Africa, and, and it seemed, I think Sandler said this yesterday in the media. Just he just picks vacation spots now where he wants to shoot movies. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, that was a good one. I've been lucky. I've gone to some nice places to work. I was in New Zealand shooting a movie about six years ago called uh, Aliens in the Attic, and mm-hmm. then uh, you know in South Africa doing Blended, and you know I've been to France to shoot some stuff. But South Africa was uh, unlike any place I've ever been. I mean, it's just, um, I mean, it's 20 hours away from where I live, you know, and it's got like, uh, it's just, you know, it's a different language. The people are different. There's animals there that you usually see in zoos, you know, they're running you saw by. Penguins? There's and, penguins and in stuff. the Cape of Good Hope, yeah. Down south by Cape Town. And then, um, yeah, they had the Big Five there, you know, not the sporting goods store. There's a sporting goods store called the Big Five, <laughs> yeah. but these are the Big Five uh, animals, you know. And um, just we went on like five safaris, and that was great. You know, it's just, and the, and the uh, people that, you know, we worked with are great. There was a little bit of a language barrier. I remember we ordered some pizza one night, and a guy came up with peas. You know, really? <laughs> said, just go back and get some za. <laughs> <laughs> are, are those sets, are there a lot of improv on those sets? Um, on those Sandler movies, yeah. not so much improv, but trying new jokes. Yeah. You know, and it's so like that, that joke, like let's try this one. Spot. Yeah, there's always like a writer on there punching it up. Is that, does that go back to SNL? Like, does that training really prepare you for stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. Because in between uh, the rehearsal and the live show, you kind of are always pun- doing last-minute punch-ups mm-hmm. these uh, sketches. Uh, there's so many SNL questions to get to that people yeah. sent me that I, that I kind of want to get to. But Oh, yeah, and, and this one kind of interests me. What was reading, uh, writing Weekend Update like every week? Well, I liked doing Weekend Update. It was a sit-down job, you know. <laughs> so, um, but I was still continuing to do the sketches, too. So I had a full plate there. And it was, um, it was, it was a lot, lot of work because I had to write jokes for it, as many as I could, mm-hmm. on Friday. Because if you wrote them earlier, then all the other late-night talk show hosts had done them already, you know, and the, or covered those topics. And um, Laura Michaels had um, hired this catering company that would come up to the 17th floor on Saturday morning to try to entice the writers to come up and have breakfast, read the paper, and write jokes. But a lot of them would come up, read the paper, have breakfast, and just that's it. They read the paper, you know. <laughs> but Al Franken would come up and... Um, you know, some of the younger writers would come in, the new writers, but um, I had to, like, pay people to write jokes for me, you know, in Los Angeles, they'd fax them in, I'd give them, like, 50 bucks a joke out of my pocket, you know, <laughs> and I'd write some jokes. So it was kind of a tough gig, but it was fun. Did you ever know that Franken was going to, like, did anyone know, realize back then that that was going to become of him? Well, we knew he was a big a political um, animal, you know, he loved politics, he watched C-SPAN, he got us, you know, all watching C-SPAN. And he used to go uh, hang out with the Clintons at these Renaissance uh, 
events they had in Washington. And uh, I guess he knew them a little bit. And so, yeah, I mean, it surprised me that he actually got voted as a senator because, uh, you know, of his past, you know, and being on SNL, he's a comedian. Who's going to believe him or trust him? There's <laughs> <laughs> so for everyone. But everything's changed now. You know, you could have a, you, know, you have DUIs. You could have you know a history of coke or marijuana and still become president now. I rewatched the finale of Weeds the other day as well in preparation for this. And the last scene, you toke, you pass it around to everybody, or Doug tokes, I shouldn't say you. Um, yeah. But then you whisper something to them. Everyone laughs, and then they kind of they fade to black. What do you say? Was that in the script, or, or you no. just, were you just riffing around with them? It was um, not in the script, and I don't remember what I said. I really don't remember. Yeah, I wish Good. I remember what I said, but I don't. It's okay, you don't need to. Um, in Huffington Post, here's things you did, so now I'm just going to quote things you said to yourself. Yeah. Uh, in Huffington Post a couple of years ago, when the show was ending, you said, Doug's a reckless person. You're more of a controlled person. That's what you're going to miss most. Two years later, three years later, is it? Um... You know, it turns out I don't miss that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you miss anything about Doug or anything, anything about uh, No, I think, uh, I think we covered Doug. You know, he was, um, we saw all the sides of him. And, but it was fun playing that. It was, it was uh, fun living through him vicariously and, you know, being that reckless. But I like being in control more. I gotta let you go, so we do something called five questions. Five quick questions, yeah. one more to answers. Script or improv? Improv. Stage or screen? Screen. Lennon or McCartney? Lennon. Carlin or Pryor? Pryor. In one word, Kevin Nealon. Tall. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate My it. pleasure.